to the Real Estate Marketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I am your host for today. The Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. We talk these things for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. The Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast that has two purposes. Purpose number one, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. Purpose number two, Brett, to spotlight you, your business, or your service in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. With that, we have very special guest, Brett Berkey. Uh, Brett started his internet marketing career in 2003 with SEO and paid search marketing. He currently runs the marketing arm for Paperstack, which we're going to learn about today. He is also the SEO professor at Full Sail University. Brett, thank you for coming to the show. I'm excited and glad to have you here. Yeah, me too. This is cool. Thanks for having Absolutely. me. Yep, absolutely. So, Brett, um, I'm excited to kind of interview. I want to hear about everything, but I was like a little bit excited because when I first got involved in like real estate, I started learning about like this notes thing. And I met I met a friend. His name was Scott. And he used to talk about paper stack all the time, like raving paper stack. I was like, I don't really know what that is. I know about notes, but I don't know much about that. So uh, I just read your bio. Can you take us on a journey of how you got to paper stack and, you know, how that plays into what it is that you do now? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, so how I got into paper stack was kind of a just stumbling in at a, uh, that's not stumbling in, stumbling into my, 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 one of my business partners, Rick at, at a grocery store. I was, um, it wasn't even my side of town. I was over there cause my daughter's dance studio was over there and he lived there. And, um, I was wearing my daughter's backpack and I went to college with him. And so I was wearing her little froggy backpack and he's like, nice backpack. And I was, I was like, we're not over here. And it was him. And then, so we just started chatting. He's like, you're in tech, right? Marketing stuff. I was like, yeah. And I was like, Hey, why don't you come to my office tomorrow? I want to show you something. I said, okay. So then I just showed up and he would kind of tell me what he was trying to do with like, um, the next space, he's like, you know, need to make a platform. You know, we're trying to figure out something to do. I just wanted you wanted you to see this, what you think, da da da. And so, you know, we had a you know good hour talk about that. And then I left and I did my own research on the note industry. And at this time it was 2014, 2014. Yeah, and I think um, like a year before, or like right around then, Obama's uh, said to the like all the big banks, look, I'm not going to be the president that defaults on the nation. You guys need to liquidate this stuff. And so what happened was there was a flood of notes that were coming. And at that time you could buy them for like nothing. Like you're talking like 10 cents on the dollar, 20 cents on the dollar. And so, you know, I, I had been in marketing for, like I said, 20, 2003, but, um, hardest part I find with marketing sometimes is that I would do a really good job for people and, um, I'd help them build their business, but I never really had any ownership. You know, I, you know, like I, I there was a time, you know, I, I, I tried to get ownership with my friends companies, but he just couldn't do it because he, he had his own investors. And so, but I, you know, I helped him build a good part of the mar- marketing part, but it just always felt like, you know, as it almost felt like as, as a marketer, it was like, you did a great job. We love what you did. We appreciate it. And now we don't need you because we were, we got everything you did. You did everything we need. You know, so I was like, well, this is kind of, you know, ironic. I do a good job and then I get fired for doing a good job. So I was like, I was always looking for like create my own thing. And, um, and, you know, I was like, I could be, I, I could do this. And, but I also knew that a marketplace, which is what paper stack would be in terms of marketing is definitely one of the hardest because you have to have, you know, it's like the chicken and egg, you get it, which one, which one you get first, you know, the sellers, the buyers, you know, so I knew it was going to be really hard, but then, um, so I just thought about it and went home and next day I 
showed back up at his, at his office and he's and he's like okay and he's like uh, and i came in and i sat down and he's like oh what's up and i was like i want in i want in I, I, yeah whatever whatever you're doing here i want to be a part of it and he's like well i can't pay you and i was like i don't care i, I don't care i just see the i see it i feel it this is gonna be good and so let's do it and so then we did that for a little bit we had it, i didn't really like because i they came up with the name they're like investors and stuff the name was investment note exchange and i was like did you guys even notice the note in the e and the e on exchange oh was, yeah this huh. thing's 26 characters long dude so i mean it was just like so we tried to do some stuff with an outsource team and then um we got back like just garbage it was thirty thousand dollars down the drain um and so we were looking for another developer or somebody so we were going around town like talking to people and then you know it's funny like rick's like i got this guy that's a family friend that you know he, he grew up my wife i was like he's a developer he's like yeah i was like let me see some of his code and so and he showed me the site he built for him and i was like when did he build this site for you he's like 2009 i was like this guy was pretty cutting edge for 2009 this is um this was like jQuery when it was first coming out and a couple other things i was like i want to talk to him and i just talked to him i basically just he was going through the same thing as I was, but as a developer, like where, you know, I'm like, dude, this is the opportunity. Uh, you can, you can take it from ground up. You, you, you make, you do whatever you want code wise, UI, UX, whatever you want to do. This is your chance to make something big. Now, I literally remember all I was at, I was just in a park pacing back and forth while my kids played. And, um, he, he called Rick and said, I don't know what, what's up with that guy, but he's passionate about it. And so if he's that passionate about it, I think there might be something. And that was it. And so then we, Kind of scrapped the name and so we we're just as a joke paper stack was a joke it was like you know girl what should we call it we had an office full of beanbag chairs and i was like well these paper stacks because it was just piles of piles of paper makers boxes because all notes and stuff and they're like oh that's a good idea paper stack and we looked it up the k was taken i was like take the k off see what happens and just take the k off and like forget that's it just do it and that was it which is great because it's kind of it's kind of an agnostic name we can be paper stack for you know, auto loans, paper stack for mortgage nut, land, you know, commercial. So it's not like commercial notes, you know, it's, it's just paper stack. So that was it. It took a while to kind of get off the ground because we were all kind of working on it, like um, kind of on the side, you know, Mike would have to go to work all day and code for whatever the company was called and then come home at night and he'd code for hours. And kind of the same with me, it was kind of, kind of sucked for me because was, there was nothing to market. So, you know, like, it's not like I'm going to sit down here and start doing marketing, but so, like you know for the longest time was just coming up with ideas and kind of you know brainstorming like features i'd want like one day i wish we had like a safe search or one day i wish you know i'm thinking of like automations and fun stuff back then um and so yeah eventually we launched in 2017 and that was in september and legit we were at the at like the airport getting drinking some coffee and we we scrapped the whole thing so it was depressing you know i was like god dang that was a whole year and a half of, you know, wasted time. So, but people weren't using it how we thought. And so then we decided to come up with a new concept of a to-do list, a timeline, uh, and then get off the code base we were on before. Um, God, I can't remember what it was called. It was Google, it wasn't Google's code base. Yeah, it was Google's, oh crap, it doesn't matter. I started with an A, I forget what it is, but we switched over to the React and we just have built, been building since. We officially really launched and 2018 at node expo and um you know good for a while people just didn't think it was possible people thought 
I remember legit someone telling me like a big note investor's like, what you're doing is illegal. And I was like, is it illegal? I was like, I was kind of confused. I was like, I better figure out if I'm doing something illegal here. But then I looked it up. I was like, the Electronic Signature Act came into effect in like 2016 and the government uses it. I'm, if they're doing it, then I don't think it's illegal. And so like online notaries, they're like, oh, that can't be legal. I'm like, I think it's more secure. You, you got you got someone on video, you know, like I go sign a notary with somebody. I, they don't know that I actually was there. They could be signing on behalf, you know? So I was like, I think our stuff's more secure. And then um, we just kept growing and kind of just added more stuff. And then really I, when COVID kind of hit, people kind of realized, oh crap, I can't go to the bank and I can't, I yep. can't. I can't go get a notary. I can't, you know, how am I going to keep my business afloat? Where do we go to do online closings? And then, you know, we just started, we had a really, everyone had a really weird April, May, but then after that, it was like, okay. And then it's like, this is how you have to do it now. And then it's kind of when there's a marketing book, um, habit forming products. And that's, I, I get happy when I'm on a, like a call with somebody, I see their browser, I see paper stack, you know, bookmarked. I'm like, perfect. I, I, it's a habit forming product now. So pretty much kind of the genesis of it. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so what is like paper stack? Like, what is it? Like, is it a, it's a website? It's a marketplace. Can you tell us like what paper stack is and the benefits sure. of uh, use a, using a platform? Sure. So paper stack is a place to buy and sell debt. So various types of debt started as just mortgage debt. Now it's land debt. We'll have commercial debt. Um, you know, multifamily debt, but you're buying debt of whatever. Someone seller finances a house and they, they, they want to recapitalize real fast. You know, they want to get their money back. They don't want to wait 30 years to collect, you know, whatever, $300 a month. They want to, you know, establish this, do the, the, you know, they got the, the good deal on a deal where maybe they bought it for a good price, turned around and sold it for a higher seller financed it. Now they want the money back. So they put on our side at like a 10 or 12% yield, which is what the buyer would get. And they sell it and go do it again. But how we're different is that we're not just like a like a listing site where people put this stuff up there and someone says they like it. There's not like a phone number to call and, and then you everything turns into you're doing it the old way again. It's it's you know your first initial contact with them. You're in a, t- a timeline. You have a tra- like a basically like a walled garden. So it's, it's you're not you're not going through email and all this other stuff. But you can make phone calls and you can share documents. But everything is. It's we made it so easy for anybody that wants to buy a mortgage note. They can't. I mean, we've had literally it's a big real like realization was one time I was at a conference and a guy who had never bought a note before came up to me. He's like, dude, I love your site. The reason why is because I was doing a transaction when I realized who the seller was, because a lot of times the sellers have like names like Jonathan or something like that. They're, they're hiding behind until they get their investing profile, which is what they actually bought it as. And you're like, oh. That guy's, you know, that's a big player. And so he, he realized, like, he's like, oh, crap. He's like, well, I just followed this to-do list. I can't screw up. He's like, and I bought a, I bought a note from a big hedge fund. He was like, it was pretty cool. That all I had to do was just follow your to-do list. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And at that same conference, like a, a hedge fund type guy came up to me. He's like, dude, I love your platform. He's like, I'm selling my notes for way more. I was like, explain. He's like, well, normally I, I don't, I got to sell it to the guy like that sits next down the waterfall because he gets how to do this. I can't sell to the retail guy because he doesn't know how to buy a note. But he's like, now that you taught everyone just use the system, I can sell at the retail prices and I get another 10 to 15% on each note I sell. I'm like, okay, who would have figured, you know, so it's, it's a pretty cool process like that. Other features are, you know, there's an escrow built in. So 
you as a buyer send your funds directly to our third-party escrow company, which will protect your funds. They sit safely in an escrow account while you're able to do the, there's an audit conducted and all those things kind of came about the whole system came out of an actual issue that Rick and TJ had where they were just starting to get into the, the note space and they, they were using friends and family money and they sent $200,000 of friends and family money out. And then the guy just disappeared. And they're and they're like they're like eating you know dinner at their parents or you know mother-in-law's house and they're like oh my gosh but they don't ask because i don't know where it's at you know so they didn't know where the money was and so eventually the guy came back but that was like two weeks later and they're like dude where have you been he's like i told you i put it in box and they're like what the heck is box and he's like box and you're like dropbox no box and so box.com is not it's like a dropbox but they're like okay so their due diligence period was done and what they got was all copies one thing real is what's called a lost note affidavit, which just means that there's no note. This is it means it's lost. That's the only real part of the whole thing. And so that's when they were like, there has to be some systems in place. This is a killer investment class. You can make great returns, but this process is it's very old boys club. Like you got to know who you're dealing with on the other side because wiring two hundred thousand dollars of complete strangers and hoping for the best is pretty dangerous. So that's what the paper stack you have at escrow where you sit, your funds sit, are sitting there, they're not going anywhere. And so you get to see an audit that's done by a third party collateral audit. And they'll look and say, hey, this is this is wet ink or this is all copies or this is whatever, whatever. And if you're, as the buyer, you're like, you lied. Or sometimes these sellers just don't know. They have you know thousands mm -hmm. of, of notes that, that I didn't know it was copies. And then, they, so either you can adjust price or if you're like, look, this is my first time. I don't really know how to do this. I'd like to just cancel this. You, you, you're within your rights to cancel. So we've really made it like some, um, bumper lanes if you're you know like in the terms of like bowling you know it's like it's there's a, you can kind of get through it that way and so besides that there's everything's time stamped which is the legal trail so you can say if ever anything goes bad at this time on this date this was said and this is either factual or not um you can click and make a phone call because we learned that the hard way where someone actually um we told him that you know at that point everyone everything was just text on there and uh he called the paper stack and i answered and he said uh Hey, I, I bought a note and I can't foreclose. I was like, okay, well, where, where did, did you ask? And he's like, yeah, I, of course I asked. And he said, I could. I was like, well, then just let's go look at your timeline. Let's go see where you said it. And he's like, oh, I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I, I actually went outside the platform and called him. I was like, dude, oh. I don't have a, I don't have a leg to stand on, man. It's like your word against his. I mean, that's why we say keep the stuff on the timeline because it's a legal trail. Yeah. And so. We were like, all right, so if people want to talk, we need to have a better way. So we integrate that we just click and it'll, our platform will connect you, transcribe it. It also helps if you're on like a team, because we have team accounts and you're, you're like, what'd they say? I think he said this. It's like, well, just click and listen to what he said, you know, him, her, whatever. Um, that's pretty much a lot of what it is. And okay. where we're going is more, um, I think it's really interesting. Where we're going makes me excited. It, keep keep it keep on the journey we're doing enterprise um i you would have thought the big big guys have like super duper software that does all this automated stuff and mm -mm, no they don't they caught i got a phone call we're at a, at a conference in tampa and this guy called he's like are you, you're you're brett with paper stack i was like yes i am he's like who are you guys i was like uh and i try to start explaining he's like i talked to three different people today and i told him i was going to make a note platform and all of them said, don't do it. Go to Paperstack. They've already done it. 
He's like, so who the heck are you guys? And then I was like talking to him. And I was like, so wait, you did a how big are your trades? And he's like, billion dollar trades. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, so wait, you guys don't have anything like some fancy software stuff? And they're like, no, spreadsheets and email, man. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So then I was like, so like, yeah, meet me and um, went to Palm Beach. And I, I just I had them all sit down with me, all these different big players. And I said, I just want to hear you complain. Just, 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 just complain as much. Tell me how bad your process sucks. And then so they did. And I was like, that's really bad. Because, you know, buying one note, you can run into issues. Buying 100 or 200 or 300, you run into a lot of issues. And then, and then one guy, I, was, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, I he like shaking my head. I was like, he's like, I, ha I was like, so how do you track your process? He's like, I got a, a whiteboard with magnets on it. And as things, different notes move through, I have them in lines and I move it to the next step. And then I know where things are at. And I was like, what if somebody bumps into your whiteboard? He's like, you gotta be in big trouble. I was like, that's just crazy. So wow. we were like, All right, we're doing this. And so we, we did a funding round and uh, so we raised money and then uh, we, you know, hopefully gonna, that's being worked on right now. We have a sister company called Note Closings. Because okay. people want it, they want, they want their own paper stack or they might have like a buyer or seller that they don't want them to know about paper stack because they, they might be like this they might be the seller and they're like i want to use your software because it makes it easy but i don't want them to know about your marketplace because they might find something better or the opposite the buyer's like look i found this guy that had to sell a finance note but i don't want to know about your marketplace i'm buying it 50 cents on the dollar or something like that i want i don't i don't want them to know about paper stack and so and we had other competitors that are like you know they wanted to try to do it or maybe they they had some of their own stuff but you know we're like why don't you just have this you're like we'll, we'll create it for you You just use it you know we don't have to be competitors you know there's enough room in the space just take this software use it make your stuff pretty and eventually you can put your own branding on it and you just run with it you know so that that's kind of the idea is that kind of thinking more like instead of being a bunch of different market it's we're like the sap and you just use that type of software to run the business and so that's the goal with that and so there's that there's no closings then we have um uh enterprise and then we ha actually, I had the meeting this week for doing some uh, machine learning and AI stuff for transferring, uh, transferring notes and stuff like that, because um, that's our bottleneck. And so if we get that right, that'll be quite a big deal. And after that, I think we can take a break and then just keep on it. So, yeah, never, it. It never stops. He said after that, we can take a break. Nope. No, it's going to no, be more work. Yeah. Yeah. So. You talked about paper stack and what, while you were talking, you mentioned, you said, right, like we come in as professionals and be like, oh, it's just this. So you mentioned paper stack is a place where we buy debt, where people buy debt. For people that don't understand the concept of buying debt, what would you say? Like, what are the, why would I buy debt? That sounds scary. Can you give us some insights on that? Sure. And yeah, like that. And then also talk about, like you mentioned, like mortgage notes, help us understand what a mortgage note is and kind of go, go for it. Sure. So. You got to start thinking at it at the bank level. So your audience being a lot of real estate investors, they might they might be doing the Burr method or something. They're going to get the they're, they're, they have a line of credit or something like that, and they're only buying a house maybe twenty percent down. So they're financing the rest. So think of the note. You're, you're establishing a note and instead of you having to put a tenant in there, you know, keep it up a little bit and then you know rehab rehab rent repeat whatever you know. Uh, Mm -hmm. finance or refinance for people but uh this it, we're already the bank so we we you have to buy it up straight out so like you know it's, you can't just finance it unless you have a line of credit but you can you buy the note straight out and now you are the bank 
And so your options of what you can do are a little larger because, you know, if they default, you know, you can work with them. You can either get them back on their feet. And so the thing that people need to realize, and this kind of sucks is being a homeowner, but uh, amortized debt, which means how these loans are structured, you really get hammered for the first 10, 10 years. You're really paying like 20 bucks to principal. It's, 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 it's like you look at it and you're like, okay, oh my gosh. You know, that's why they talk about, oh, make another payment every year and you'll, you'll get it on principal. It's like, yeah. So, I mean, but being on the opposite side of that, being the bank, you're like, sweet, I can establish this new note and then I can collect the payments for, I don't know, five, six, seven years and then sell it for what I created it for. Cause there's still so much meat on the back end of like another 30 years where someone can buy that as an investment, uh, investment. And it's, I won't say nothing is guaranteed and, but they're pretty safe in the sense of nobody wants to lose their home. Like, you know, like, you know, I, I have kids and you know, I, I, I don't want to, I would do whatever I can to, uh, pay my mortgage. You know what I mean? It's like, and, but that's the other good thing is that unlike big banks where was it 2008, whatever, everything where they just, people were just numbers. They just toss them around. Like, you know, they throw them on a stack. They're like, Oh, we're going to refinance you or restructure your loan. And then they sell it off again and you get it. So those people lost a lot of faith when you're, when you're a single note buyer, which is when your own money or you only hold like, you know, whatever, let's just say 50 to hundred of these things. You can talk to the people like people you can say, actually, what happened? You know, what, what happened? What, why'd you default? They could say, uh, well, you know, I lost my job, whatever, whatever. And say, okay, what we can do is I can give you another, like two months, or if you want to, we can restructure your loan and, you know, we'll, we'll wipe these couple months clean. And then, and then we'll start you up at here. Do you think you can start up from there? A lot of people are like, thank you. Like, you know, like they, they're not expecting that response. They're, you're, they're expecting, you know, go, go hit the road. You know, they're, you know, but they're, if you treat them like a human, there's a whole like law of reciprocity. They're like, wow, thank you so much for doing that. But at the same time, it works for them, but it works for you because now you've restructured the loan. Like I just said, everything's in the front end. So, you know, then now you get this new note. So there's a lot of creative financing things you can do to first off help people that might have fallen on dire straits. Uh, there's also the fact that it's a pretty secure, you know, investment vehicle. I mean, everything has risks, but it's a, you know, it's a lot less than some other methods. And lastly, as a real estate investor, you know, their toilet breaks, you're not going to fix it. You know, like, you know, this, this isn't a rental, like, you know, like your toilet break, if your toilet breaks, you're not calling the bank and saying, Hey man, that's my toilet broke. You know, they will go yeah. find a plumber. You know, like, <laughs> they're not doing that. So there's not the, um, the, the whole tenant landlord type stuff. If you're looking on the chain of like where things are, it would be like a step above that. So you're, you're acting as the bank. And then you might have people that are like, for example, we, we have a house right now and um, it's here in Florida somewhere. It's, it's, and you know, I'm just talking with a business partner. I was like, I just, I just want uh, somebody that's a real estate investor to buy it. Cause I don't want to have to do the rehabs. I want somebody to think of that. I want them to do the rehab or I want them to think of, they can buy it and put it buy it and put a tenant in there. Cause there was a tenant in there. And the way, way we think about things, if we're buying the house outright, is you look at what the rental rates are and if you can give somebody a mortgage that's cheaper than a rental rate that's a good selling proposition like look hey rents in this area are only going to go up it's two thousand for rent for a four-bedroom house in this area it's two thousand dollars you have no ownership in it you know they might raise it again next year there's nothing you can do about it you buy from us 
we can put you in this if you put 20% down to show that you have some faith in game. Um, we'll put you at 17.5. That's, 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 that's way better. The good thing about it is you own it. So if you wanted to sell it in 10 years, you sell it, it's, but you're, you're the owner. It's and, and cheaper than what rent's going for. So to somebody who's like, that's not a bad idea. And a lot of people just, quite, they're not bankable. You know, some people just might've had like a, I don't know, foreclosure five years ago, or uh, there are a lot of them are entrepreneurs. They're like, look, I make good money. Like, oh, we had one guy that he had like an 850 credit score, but he was an entrepreneur. And he's like, you know, I, I, I had, you know, a lot of times when you're an entrepreneur, you kind of like, Right yeah. off a lot of things. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of things you can do to make it look like you don't make a lot of money, but you actually make good money. And so he, he just, yeah, he's like, yeah, sure. And he just did it like that was like a no brainer for a lot of people. Like, yeah, if I can get ownership of a house. I just can't go down to Bank of America because I don't. Yes. I'm, they're 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 buy box. You know, I'm not I'm not that cookie cutter thing they're looking for. And so, so that's what you see a lot of people that just aren't bankable. But those, they're still good owners, you know, like, you know, it's just, uh, you know, and that, that's, that's what those are. Those are, those are notes that are created and those notes usually end, their way, end up on paper stack. And the people that are buying are usually buying just like an income stream. They're like, look, if I can buy this at this discount, whatever, cause usually notes are discounted cause it's, uh, it's the time value of money. Right. If, if I, if I sold you something and then I wasn't, and, uh, or no, wait, 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 I'll just sell you a note and I had somebody in the property and they were paying me $300 a month. And it would mature in 30 years and I, and I would get let's just say whatever like 300,000 right if I could turn around and give you a good a good yield of like 12 to 13 percent and you gave me 250 now I'm taking the 250 you know because I mean it's like I don't want to wait 30 years but you know the time value of money what's that going to be like in 30 years and who's to say you know why do I want I mean I want I want to turn that money faster you know I want to you know I want to get that money back and turn that again and turn that again and turn it again but some people are like, I just want to buy something and have the passive income. And that's what notes are really good at because they just get it. Okay. I'm going to get that. This is my yield. Um, works, you know, it's not, it's different than the stock market. Someone doesn't sneeze and then the thing drops by 50%, you know? So it's like, you know, it's, it's very, unless something terrible happens. I mean, you know, even during a moratorium where we thought people were going to like really just stop. It wasn't as bad as people thought. You know, it wasn't wasn't it wasn't as bad because um, you were able to be flexible with them. You know, you're able to like, you know, what you know, what can you do? What can you work on? You know, maybe we can adjust your, you know, maybe catch up in a couple months. You know, tell me when you have a job. You know, maybe we'll, the, the furthest we'll put on the back end. So you have a lot more um, creative financing options than somebody who's, you know, publicly funded. That's they're only looking at a lot of times bottom lines. I mean. No, it's not their fault. It's just that's the way those things are made. You know I mean, so. Yes. Mm -hmm. Got it. Um, so you mentioned like creative earlier, you mentioned seller finance. So can you help us understand that concept and what that means? Sure. So seller financing means you act on behalf of a bank. So I'll just take a, a perfect example. I bought that house in Mascot. So it's 157 for $157,000. We own it free clear. It's, it's our house, you know. Uh, so now we're going to, you know, have somebody clean it out a little bit, but then we're going to list it. And when we list it, it's going to be for what's going in the area. We can back in the numbers based off using there's a calculator called a 10BII, but it's basically how you can put in like what's the terms, which means how many months are they going to pay? Usually 
standard is 30 year mortgage and that's you know 360 payments okay 360 payments and we're going to put it at 240 okay put it at 240 and we got to go under the, the the amount of rent what rents 2000 like i said we're going to put you at 17.5 okay you hit the yield and you, and you find out okay that's a 9.5 percent interest rate which now it doesn't sound too crazy you know like you know you know five or six years ago it's like you crazy but now you're like that's not too bad but so that's seller financing meaning I'm, I'm i'm acting as a bank and i'm i'm seller financing i'm i'm financing you like you know like someone's buying the house and I'm the bank. So now I'm, I'm the financer. And so that seller financing and creative financing is just finding different ways to help them out. Like they might say, I can only make a $1,500 a month payment. Well, okay. Well, what does that put your, your interest rate at? And you know, what am I gonna have to sell it to you for so that I can make these numbers work? And just you know making those adjustments like that that's like understanding how to how to massage the numbers that's creative financing coming up with different ways uh maybe i'll sell this okay maybe i'll sell it then and i'll give you an 80 20. so like you know 80 80 percent uh, senior mortgage and a 20 percent like junior mortgage and i'm keeping that 20 so i'm gonna keep that 20 for myself for long-term cash flow and i'll sell that 80 and because i had to give them a you know a little bit lower rate i'll give a bit bigger discount because i still have back back in cash flow is still coming to me for the next 30 years on the second so that's doing like creative like you know basically juggling with the numbers you're, you're trying to figure out how i can how can i make this deal work you know what I mean? so that's right. that's creative financing and just those two go hand in hand like you use seller financing is the term that what you're doing but sometimes working with the borrower the person living in the house you have to come up with some creative methods to make every party happy because there's a saying, and I didn't create this thing. It's it's this uh, guy named Eddie Speed. He's he's like the, the grandfather of note investing. You know, he's like, there's only you can only bake a cake once, and so like you know, you got to get it right the first time because you don't want to make something that's really crappy for the borrower or really hard to sell. So you got to be creative on how you create the structure those things so that they can be put on. You know, that's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah, you know. got it. So we we kind of we met through like marketing. Uh, essentially you had a you were offering like an educational product uh, mm -hmm. for people that want to learn about notes or like getting involved in paper stacks so i would like you to talk about that like what's what's in there why you created it how people can get educated and learn how to do some of these things like buy notes sell notes and utilize the paper stack platform yeah so that was created mostly because um Rick's really smart. Rick's, you know, he's been in the industry. Rick's my business partner. He's the CEO of the company. He's the guy right into a Publix um, or grocery store or whatever. Um, he's just a smart dude. And like, you know, he, he comes up with some stuff and I was like, man, he's like, yeah, it happens so often. And they're just, he's been doing real estate for 20 something years. I mean, he's, he's, you know, done over, I don't know, I don't know how many, how much it's, it's, it's in the thousands. Like he's just really smart with it. And so I wanted people to know how to, so it, it was traded for two reasons. First off, we might have people come to the site and we, we give a lot of free information away on YouTube and stuff like that and a podcast and guides and stuff. But, you know, we, we know that a lot of times and you'll probably get it. I mean, if you, if you ever created a course or something like that, you give it away. People are like, thanks. And they kind of like, they might, they might check it out, but if they get they they do, it, they don't act on it. You, you, you say, Hey man, this is going to cost you a thousand dollars. Then they have to think about me like, okay, either I'm going to do this or not. When they do that, they, they feel financially invested. So we were like, well, let's, we're going to do this. Let's at least make some money. So 
we created that with the idea of you know explaining why it's a good niche to be in um you know what is a mortgage note what is a you know what's the mortgage what's a note you know what's the different types of security needs like there's a, there's a mortgage there's a, a deed there's a you know, land contract there there's all uh there's a warranty deed there's like there's all these different ones but why why is that the case and, and so we 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 want to we want educated buyers we want to expand the space we want to expand the space but you know it's kind of twofold we want educated buyers because we work hard to get our sellers so you know we don't want sellers being asked like questions that you know aren't the best and so like you know that's you know like we want them to have to interact with people that have know how to do due diligence know how to know what to do you know that, that whole idea and i think if we do that and people can get invested in it it's not such a segue away from like real estate investing in general that if they just took the time to learn us it's just another tool in the tool belt so you can still you know you can still run the real estate play like if you were trying to take a house back like you someone was put a foreclosure on our site and it's you know it's got judgment and so it's it's near the end you can buy the note but know how to do due diligence to make sure it's not back taxes or how much it's owed in back taxes you know is the title clear you know so all those things are in the course and then of course there's a section on how to use paper stack and so I mean, you know like this is, these are the tips that i want everyone to know like if i just told everyone about it like get a safe search i know everyone's got a busy life just go there one time put in what you want and when that shows up you get an email that's it i, mean, I would just say if that's the only thing anybody ever does it's i'm okay with that because then you, you know when something hits that meets your buy box you'll know immediately and that's how like all of our best deals get get gobbled up i'll i'll, I'll be helping like a, a new seller and um and he's like do you think this will sell and i'm looking at him like yeah be, be ready there's about to be a flood of questions coming your way because it's like 12.9% with 20% down. And it's like in the sweet spot of notes that we have like, like the 20 to 35, $40,000 range. People are just waiting for those. Or just, as soon as those things go, I've seen like, I've seen stuff like that I thought maybe wouldn't sell. Cause it was, I was like, I don't know, just land. It looks kind of weird to me. And they're calling me back that same day. Like, Hey man, I'm in a closing already. I was like, you sold one of those. And he's like, sold all of them. I was like, okay, <laughs> somebody out there wants that. So that's so we we teach that in there and we teach you know a lot of people don't know all right i bought the note what do i do now well you probably should want to have it with the servicer you don't want to be breaking any laws of like reaching out to the bar to present the house directly uh you know different types of insurances the reason why you'd want to have that and then we got a huge bonus section with like um just you know a lot of times it's like all rick's secrets of buying notes like just really neat things he's done over time um calculators you want to broker notes there's all the broker documents that, that you know non-circumvent non-compete uh non-disclose uh, non i'm sorry and then um you know the, the, we have a like way you can present it the calculators the discounts from different servicers um we have a uh, other we partner with other investors that are willing to do mentoring like we're not gonna us being a mentor and a platform would almost put us into the line of acting as a fiduciary and that would be breaking the law because we don't have a series seven so we can't be teaching people like hey buy these notes and buy them here you know it's like nah, that's a little too much we, we can show you how to do it we'll give you some notes to buy but if you want somebody to help you we got these couple people that will help you and we have we don't take a dime from it we just want to help you find somebody that that's been in the industry for years that be willing to help you out and so and that's pretty much it I joined the the group with you as I was looking for more affiliates you know because my background was also that's where I I started with you said SEO, but I also teach the paid search and affiliate marketing. So before I did a lot of affiliate marketing for years, um, and so 
I operate operate as the advertiser for a couple of products. Um, and you know, so it's something I knew how to do. I haven't done it for a while, but I mean, my first product I did that with was a, uh, uh, I'm a musician. I don't know if you can kind of tell, I got all this stuff behind me, but oh, um, yeah. And so, um, yeah, so whatchamacallit, I, I, my, my buddy, I still talk to him all the time. Um, his name's Greg, Greg Roulette. We, we ran into each other at a, uh, gosh, what was that thing called? It was, it was old school. Like they were out of Atlanta and a stomper net, stomper net. It's like old school internet marketing stuff. And so, and you know, we just realized, you know, we were talking about being musicians. And I was like, you know what? Musicians marketing sucks. They're just terrible at it. He was like, my brother, he had a big old show. And I asked him after, was like, how, how are you going to get people back? And he's like, I told him to come back. And I was like, they're not coming back, man. I was like, you got it. He's like, we had our CDs in the back. I was like, does your CD make announcements? Well, I mean, like, I was like, what do you mean? You got your CD in the back. I was like, gosh, you guys are terrible. So like, I was like, we should make a product and uh, we'll, we'll market it just to musicians so they can be better marketers. And then um, we'll, we'll see what happens. And so we, we did. It was called band wp themes and it was like you could wordpress theme where they had all these things you just put in your soundcloud you put in your this put in your that in a place you have your email and we we uh we had a back end i don't, I don't even know if they're around a weber back i don't use it but back in the day a weber was like the jam it was like before like any you know uh oh gosh what's the one that uh, justin's all hot about I forget which one it is but oh i used to have it but I, I don't use it anymore we use mailchimp but yeah so we had all these different things and and then we throw it on clickbank and then we, that was nice steady income for a while. And then uh, some other smarter guys saw us doing it and came with more money and ripped it off. Yeah, it totally ripped us off. And so I did that. And I did a couple other products. Um, and then I had an affiliate like where I worked. Uh, I had an internet mark like guys that came from Silicon Valley, and they made a lot of money out there. And I was doing something for one of their sites, like one of the they had a medical staffing thing, and I was doing a good job. And they called me in. They're like, we want to make an internet marketing company. I was like, okay. And then I was like, okay, we want to we want to take this public. I'm like, okay. And they're like, we want you to run it. I was like, can I build my own team? And they're like, you can build your own team. I was like, all right, then I want this much. They're like, done. I was like, dang, I should have asked. I was young though. I was like in my twenties. I was like, dang man, I thought that was that was dumb. I could I could have got way more than that. And so, but anyhow, I got you know. So I did that. But we had over 150 affiliate websites but that, that was like the heyday of like internet marketing yeah we're like you know i had sites like dogtreats.net and it was all you know exact match domain crap and it was we had but we, I, I even had an even so sneaky man like like i created the, the posts and the navigation bar was actually like google adsense but no one would really know because i'd have it all kind of blurred in so i still I, I, to this day I, I i'm not allowed to make i can't have a google adsense account like i, I Oh wow! Because of that, well, because of that and a couple other things, but okay, like you know, we're running that. So we're running, we're in the affiliate networks, and ironically, uh, one of the guys that worked, my business partner Greg, uh, Eric Schechter, um, was like a couple years younger than us, and he wanted to learn, you know, really how to do the affiliate marketing stuff. He was kind of, he was in Orlando, and he's now like, uh, he's like, uh, like one of the partners of Giddy Up Media, and they're like freaking huge, like, like, like really big, and so. So I just kudos to him, man. Like he, he actually stuck with it and took it somewhere. Cause I remember when he first made Giddy Up Media, he tried to get me to switch over to Giddy Up. And I was like, bro, I was like, I already run all these same offers. What will happen? What, what, I gotta rip all my stuff out of, you know, I can't even remember the name of the, the places. Um, but I was like, I'm not gonna run it, rip it out of all these other things just to go with you. Cause it wasn't even like on a reel. I think it was on like 
I, I see it not cake or something like that hit on like the back of like giddyup.cake.com. So it wasn't even like a real like network or whatever he had it on it for God. And so, but then he, they ended up growing it and yeah, man, they're, they're doing very well. So I have a background in the internet marketing space and I kind of fell into that company. We tried to go, we're going public, but a lot of it was kind of, I wasn't, didn't feel really good about it. Some of the stuff we, we, we own candles.com, uh, candles.com, wix.com. I had a, a, uh, a candle warehouse, freaking power went off. It was hot, Florida. I didn't go with much. All melted candles, man. It was like so much money just down the drain. I saw, you know, I, was, I just had so many problems. And I was young. I had like team 15, and starting to have panic attacks. We're going public on a pink sheet. I was looking at stuff and it was like, it was all going to fall. I could, I could see the writing was on the wall. And I was like, you know, just, so me, it, this is actually a crazy story. So, and, uh, and uh, if I deviate too much, just please let me know. Uh, so I was with Greg. We were out in Affiliate Summit out in Vegas. And we were flying back. I was like, dude, we got we got to get out of here, man. This thing's, this thing's imploding. We're, we're, the, we're the one. We're the, uh, the scapegoat for this whole thing. It's coming down on my head, you know? So, you know, anything bad happens, it's all me. And so, and the big guys knew that. They, they kind of set it up in the way of the contracts that it would all fall on me. And so Greg's like, okay, we're, let's, let's do something different. So Greg decided to start something new. Um, and he left the company. And so eventually I was going to maybe leave as well, but I had said something to him in an email and I said it to his, his, his email at that company at that time. And I didn't know that all my emails had been forwarded to the, the big bosses. So the big bosses had all my email string, what me and Greg were saying, all this stuff. And, and they are very litigious. They, their, their board is like Morgan and Morgan was our board. You know, it was, it was a pretty big deal. And so luckily I, I should send this girl a present every year. Like this girl, she's like, Hey Brett, they know about you and what you're doing. I was like, they do? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, when, when are we going to address this? And she's like, well, you know, in the summer, they fly out of Florida and go back on their jets to wherever the heck they have, like, farms and stuff. And so probably before then, because they'll probably have it done before then. I was like, okay. And so so just one day, I came downstairs. We owned the building. And so we went to his office. And he's like, what's that? He threw it on the table. And it was like a manila folder. I looked at it. I was like, man, I, I don't know what to say about that. And he's like, He's like, all right, well, you're going to have to, you're, we're going to sue Greg and you're our main witness and you're going to be, you're going to take Greg down. And I was like, mm -mm. I was like, I'm not doing it. He was like, well, if you don't, if you don't join us, we're going to sue you too. I was like, okay. And he's like, he's like, give me that, give me that iPad. I was like, no, I won this on a company bet. He's like, yeah, but you won it on a company bet. It's on our time. And I was like, okay, you give, my, give me just a second just to clear the pictures with my daughter. She was a newborn at this time, right? And he's like, fine. And so I was like, Oops, swipe settings down at the bottom, reset, boom, boom, wipe. And so I could, as I was closing the, the iPad, the little white bars going across like that, like, like er erasing the iPad. And I hand him back the iPad. He's like, all right, see you in court. I was like, go get up. I walk out the door. I called the hosting company and I was like, make every single website go dark, everything. Start to take them all off online. I'll take them all offline. Like, what? I was like, just do it. And then I remember I was like sitting there at a, a Mexican restaurant, me and Greg, and we're sitting there. I was like, man, we're screwed. We're in big trouble. We're going to drag us through like discovery for years. Well, there goes our 30s. <laughs> and so I get a phone call and the guy goes, how'd you do it? I was like, how did you what? He's like, how'd you erase the iPad? I was like, oh, yeah, about that. I was like, I did it right in front of your face. You just weren't looking. And he's like, where's all the websites? I was like, yeah, about that too. You remember when you said set up websites? 
but he never told me where. So I figured what the heck, I might as well put everything on my servers. So now you own all your data. So wow. here's what's going to happen. You're going to have something legally written up that me and Greg, we walk away, walk away free and clear. I'll turn your website, I'll turn everything back on to you and I will assign the server over to you. It's yours. But until that time, you're making no money. So you better make this fast. And so, dude, it was like next day, you know, they're like, they, they were pissed, but they were like, yeah, respect. It was like, kind of like, I, I, yes. I, I got you. And I was like, man, that was, that was, so yeah. And after that, I ironically, full sale coming, which is a, uh, um, university. And they were like, do you want to be a professor? And I was like, of what? And they're like SEO and paid search. Cause I met him at conferences and I, nah, I don't want to be a professor. And I was like, I'm good. And then it was legit Greg who said, dude, you'd be like the professor of SEO. He's like, you know how cool that sounds? I was like, I guess that's it. That does sound kind of cool. So I was like, nice. what's up with this? And so then it's like, you know, I get to learn like, oh, for real? So then I get to interview like, like important SEO and paid search people. And I've had Justin Brooke on there. It was one of my first ones. And I had the, uh, the, the president of, um, of SEM Rush and, uh, Something that comes when you're like, hey, I'm calling from this university. I want to introduce you to students. People are like, all right. Yeah, yeah. sounds yeah, different. Yeah, yeah it sounds absolutely. different. So I, I, did a, I did that for a while. And, then, you know, and the thing is, it's one of those things where you get those people on the phone, you get to ask questions. But those questions, a lot of times, you want answers to. You're like, you know, how do I do this with that? How do I do that with this? Yeah. You know? Did it with, yeah, SpyFu. We had that. And it always worked real well. But it's like, hey, look, I'm trying to introduce this tool to my students. I need to see how to use it. And they'd be like, oh, we'll just give you a login. I'm like, this is Sweet. You know, so like I'd get a log into like all these tools and I just use it for all kinds of marketing stuff. So nice. That's a that's like a really good marketing strategy in itself. Um, and that's one that I use. Like you bring value to people, you get with the right people and they give you like other stuff. So I appreciate you mentioning that. Like, yeah, I want to show my students. Like I teach students, like I have students, like every week I get like 50 students and sometimes I'll bring a guest in and I'm like, Hey, they want to learn this thing and they'll give me a login or free stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. really good way to like market yourself. So uh, this this has been excellent. We're at two fifty two. We got eight minutes. Uh, I want to get like a few more questions, a few more things out of you. Maybe have you back in the future. I appreciate you spending time with us here today. Um, I have a section that because we're in real estate, I call it the closing table, and these are like the last questions to close us out. So um, first first question I have for you is like, how can someone add value, immediate value to you or your business? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I did, this is one of them. I mean, being able okay. to spread the word out there more, uh, you know, I, I mean, I mean, I'm in marketing and, you know, run a decent bit of traffic and different strategies, but I'm still, I, I believe in word of mouth is the best marketing strategy. So as long as, you know, people can be out there, you know, talking about it, you know, that's probably one of the top ones where I still track to this day when I get, get phone calls. And I still, I still, that's the only thing I don't give up. Yeah. Names. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I gave away yeah, like you know, someone else is doing the SEO, someone's doing the content marketing, someone's doing. I haven't let go of the paid search because I like it, but I, you know, everything else, I'm like, all right, you guys, everyone else can do this. But then it's like, you answer the phone, I still do that, and, and people are like, are, are, is this Brett Bricky? I was like, yeah. I was like, are you answering the phone? I was like, I answer the phone because this is the best marketing channel. I want you to I want to know what your problem is because your problem might yeah. be like our next our next feature. So like, so yeah, word of mouth for me, being able to get the word out. Yeah, it was, and I always ask, you know, where'd you find out about this? I, I stopped doing that when the guy said my Uber driver told me. I was like, all right, fine, I can't track this anymore. I don't know, I don't, I don't know how to. Yeah. <laughs> Uber driver, Uber driver uh, told you, okay. 
I don't know where that goes, what UTM that goes to, but okay, I don't have that one. So. Yeah. How? Next question. How can someone add long-term value to you or your business? Maybe it's, and you know, it's just, you know, being able to make networking connections. Like if someone sees okay. this and they say, you know, Hey, I know, I know a guy that runs a fund, uh, you know, they're looking for you know somewhere to put their notes or, you know, they're looking for different strategies or something like that. Like something I would bring like long-term value in terms of like a, you know, monetary or, you know, I think, you know, okay. this world's all build relationships. You know what I mean? Got you. I have a, uh, I have a resource. So I do like all of my podcasts in one day, essentially. Um, I have two resources. I'll probably email them to you too. But one is I have a, a partner. His name's George. He runs like a networking event, commercial okay. real estate investors, always looking to invest their money or I'm pretty sure they're creating notes. I don't understand it as technically as you do, but it happens every Wednesday at 12 p.m. It's a decent crowd that pops up on there. So I'll get you a link to that. And another, uh, you ever heard of Advana IRA? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they've run a uh, bi-weekly Just the, yeah, pitch, yeah. pitch mm-hmm. promote, and prosper. You ever heard of that? Yeah, I think I did that years ago, but I don't know if the guy's still there. I want to say his name was Chris. Okay. Yeah, they run that bi-weekly. There are some investors and some people there that are looking to deposit funds or maybe they don't know what they're doing and maybe they need to invest in notes instead of real estate. So those are two resources. I'll try to send you a link, but those are two resources for you. Um, Books. So one of the closing questions I like to ask is like, what are three books that you would recommend and why would you recommend those books? Oh, I mean, like, so matters... Okay, I'm going to give three different books from different, like, okay. So, like, you know, being background marketing, cash advertising. I mean, if you, you got to read that, that's like, doing yeah, that's a must. Thing. That's yeah, my favorite marketing book, like, yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah cash advertising, you got, you got to do that. Like, you got to do it like every, every couple of years, you got to redo it again. It's like, you know, yeah. I wish they, it's I wish my favorite they marketing book. One. There you go. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 So that one's really good. I, the Edge Sports one, I, I don't have. That thing's way expensive, so I just never got it. But I, I wish I did. Uh, forget that one's called. Um, but that I would probably say the Psychology of Money. That just make. I mean, it's a good book. It's a. It's a rather new book, but it, it um really breaks down just the way people think about money. You really can understand people based off that book. You know, it's basically okay. it's, kind of like, it's kind of like people's love language or something. You know, you, you read that book, you're like, all right, this person's one of those type of investors, or this is that that, that type of person. For building a business, you know, I, I like the, you know, you know, doing the hard things uh, by uh, Ben. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and then you know, like, what is that book called? It's a, it's a, he's a, he's a VC, but like, you know, it's basically the, the hard way is the easy way. The easy way is the hard way. Like, you know, if you conquer something massively hard to do, you're gonna have it easy from there. But if it's easy and everyone can do it, it's gonna be hard. So you're gonna have a lot of competition. It's kind of like that blue ocean, red ocean strategy. I mean, those are some of the books I like, you know, the, besides that, I mean, of course you have to do the rich dad, poor dads, you know, I mean, I don't have anything mindset like that. Um, and then I like, you know, it sounds, I mean, Russell Brunson, I know he hit this, those books are pretty much look like a, you know, a coloring book because they're all written out in little stick figures, but him and Jim, yeah. Jim, Jim Edwards, copywriting secrets, just matters what you're doing nowadays. People are all using chat GPT for copy and it's, it's different. You know, it's kind of like, you know, yeah. Which, where are we at in this world? Like, what's what's that going to do to copywriting? What's it going to do to, you know, is it is it just a tool on top of your copywriting? But like, you know, I think everyone should know how to do those things. You know, understand psychology of money, understand how money works. That's the most important. Uh, if you're going to be in the advertising game, how to talk to people. And so there's advertising psychology. 
and then you know how to write to them in a way that they think they want it themselves. I don't have okay. so much in the sense of you know we're a marketplace, you know. So I leave the, I leave the writing of copy to the sellers on the site, which sometimes it's just it's not it's it, it, sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's just like nothing's there. I'm like all right, well, whatever. And so then you're going to answer okay. a lot of questions. So. Yes. Makes sense. Thank you, Brett. This has been excellent. Uh, please tell us how we can learn about more about you and Paperstack and anything else you think would be valuable to the readers. Yeah, I mean, just paperstack.com without the K. Okay. That's a good place. And then uh, academy.paperstack.com. Uh, but you can find that in the footer of our site. And then, I mean, we have a we give a lot of stuff away on YouTube. So if you're just trying to get in the, the game, there's a whole introductory to notes and it's taught by Rick. And he goes through all the basics that everyone asks. We know what people want to know because they ask us all the time. You know, they're, they're on our site as new investors. We're like, this is this is a this is a, a frequent question that keeps getting asked. Let's make a video about it so I can just direct them to that video. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's a lot of good videos on there. Between that, it's pretty much it. If you wanted to actually get started, say it's free to it's free to browse. We only make money when uh, you close a deal, and um, just set up a safe search. You know, and I would say. Never done it before. Look at first position performing mortgages with good pay history. That's that's your safe. That's your that's your uh, your bumpers on the on the bowling thing. That's the you start looking at non-performing notes that haven't paid in six or seven years. And you gotta you gotta you gotta have some more tools in your tool belt to know what you're doing. Got so. it, Brett. I appreciate you so much. This has been excellent. I'll reach out to you. I'll try to get those resources to you, and um, I appreciate you. I'll see you around in the ASCOS community, and thank you for your time. Great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Bye-bye.